G'day guys and welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today I want to talk about a bit of a controversial topic, okay, and that is whether or not you should be learning English from a native speaker or a non-native speaker. So, let's get into it. Alright, so this topic's come up quite a bit recently. I'm not going to name any names, but there have been certain people who have been caught up in a lot of controversy about pushing either certain accents as being more posh, more proper, the desired accent that you should have in English, and then also people pushing the whole, I'm a native speaker teaching English, and therefore you shouldn't learn English from non-native speakers. And I think I've even seen the opposite, right, of I'm a non-native English speaker, and because of everything that I have learnt, I have done, you shouldn't be learning from native speakers. And I think it's a difficult topic and there is a lot to sort of pull apart. There are a lot of pros and cons for each of these things. And I think basically, to begin with, you need to know what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve with your English, whether it's the command of the language, your understanding of grammar, um, your pronunciation, which accent you're going for, how important it is for you to have a certain kind of pronunciation, whether that is modelled on a specific accent like, say, mine, Australian English, or whether you are in a situation where it makes a lot more sense to just have, you know, a global English accent because, say, you're working from China and you're Chinese and, you know, you're not trying to fit into a community. Anyway, so, there's a lot here. How should we do it? We should sort of break it down. So, with native speakers, quote-unquote native speakers, and this gets difficult because you have a lot of people who teach English who may have learned it as a second language from a very young age and still call themselves non-native speakers when I hear them and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between them and a native speaker, I would consider them native speakers. So, what are the sort of pros and cons of using a quote-unquote native speaker as a teacher. I think the pros are that this person speaks the language to a very, very, very high proficiency. At least that's the assumption, right? It's their first language. Whoever you are, whatever language you speak is your first language, the idea is going to be, the assumption is going to be that you have a very, very high command of that language. And so, a lot of the time, students want to obviously learn from someone who has a very high, high command of whatever the thing is that they're trying to learn. Except I think that in this kind of situation, a lot of the time they, they see the final product, that is the native teacher who they're modelling themselves on. And they think, I want to be this person. But they're not considering all the sort of steps and everything in the, you know, from here to that point that they need to learn, they need to aim for first. And that sometimes native speakers may not be the best people to to get them from A to B to C to D all the way up to, to Z. Anyway, let's talk about some of the pros and cons. The pros in my eyes are that native speakers are going to have a consistent accent generally. So, if you are someone who is wanting to migrate to a country and model your pronunciation on the pronunciation of that country, and remember, this gets difficult too because quite often countries have many different accents, many different dialects. Um, but I can see that as being a pro. If, for instance, someone wants to come to Australia, uh, 
a lot of the time, my students, probably you watching this, you're people who are interested in sounding more Australian because you're interested in migrating to Australia. You want to set up shop in Australia, bring your family to Australia, get a job, fit in. And so, it is important for a lot of people to work on their pronunciation and to sound more Australian. That's not to say, though, that you need to sound Australian and that you have to aim for a 100% accurate Australian accent. But from my personal sort of viewpoint, I love hearing foreigners who still have accents, but who are trying to sound Australian, especially when they're in Australia, obviously, because it makes me think they have a deeper understanding of my culture. They're interested in my culture. They have a passion for Australia, right? So, it makes sense, I think, you know, and this this could be where I'm going to get hate in the comments. If you're someone who's trying to work hard on your pronunciation specifically and of a specific dialect, then it may make sense for you to pursue a native speaker who is going to be able to be your model for learning that accent on whom that one person or, you know, maybe a small group of people, if you have a few teachers, that you can use to model your accent. For example, I'm learning Portuguese at the moment. And in Brazil, there are probably 25 different dialects, different accents from, you know, different regions. My wife's from the north. She's from Maranhão, which is in the northeast. Northeast? Yes, northeast. Um, and she has a very different accent from the rest of the people in Brazil. So, since meeting my wife, marrying my wife, having children with my wife, I've actively tried to pursue her pronunciation, the pronunciation of people from Maranhão. So, it's not because I don't like other accents, but it's because I want to show that I have a passion for my wife, her culture, her history, the, the region that she's from, and I want to sort of fit in when we go there because we're going to be spending a lot of time in Maranhão. If we go anywhere in Brazil, Maranhão is probably going to be where I am a lot of the time, so it makes a lot more sense for me to try and pick up their dialect, their slang, their pronunciation, than it does to try and learn European Portuguese or to sound like a paulista from Sao Paulo or a carioca from Rio, okay? These accents are very different and it would kind of be a bit weird, right? But again, that's not a judgment on other people and other dialects from that language. So, that's how I sort of see it with people who come to me. A lot of my students come to me and they're very passionate, they're very interested in learning Australian English. But again, more broadly speaking, that's what I would do for just focusing on the accent. But when I'm practicing the rest of my Portuguese, I'm watching videos from native speakers from other regions. I'm watching videos of non-native speakers who are teachers, teaching um, how to learn the language, how they they use the language, the little bits and pieces that they had issues with, all of that sort of stuff. I listen to ebooks from people all over Brazil, etc. Okay, so what are the cons though of native teachers or native speakers who teach English? This is sort of the area where you get to the cons of the native English teacher tend to be the pros of the non-native English teacher, or at least they're, they're kind of balanced there. What do I mean by this? Non-native English teachers have gone through the incredibly arduous task of picking up English as a foreign language 
And not only that, learning it to such a level, such a high proficiency that they can then teach the language. Besides having gone through that journey just like you, they've, they've faced all of the same problems that you potentially have. Whereas a native English teacher like me doesn't have that kind of experience. I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth in terms of English, right? I just, you know, became conscious, <laughs> came out of my mother and hit the ground running and learned English as my first language. But I didn't have to face it the same way that you guys have to face it. And so, if you're battling with certain aspects of learning grammar, learning, you know, expressions, even even the basics of English pronunciation, quite often non-native teachers are going to be better for you because not only are they going to be able to teach you the things that you're trying to learn, but they're going to have the experience of having had to go through that difficult process themselves and then being able to give you advice, high quality advice that native speakers just never had exposure to. You know, they may be able to parrot some of the ideas or the concepts or the experiences that non-native English teachers have gone through because they've heard them, they've learnt from other non-native English speakers who have gone through these problems, they've learnt about all that. But really, if, say, you are a Brazilian and you are learning English for the very first time, it may make a lot more sense to actually be using a non-native English speaker, whether they're Brazilian or not, to learn English because they're going to be able to help you with shortcuts for learning things like phrasal verbs and and grammar and how they went through this process, what they had to do with pronunciation, everything like that, okay? So, native speakers tend to have those sort of cons where they don't have the same experience and they're not going to have ever gone on the same path that you're currently going on in order to learn English. Whereas, non-native speakers, by definition, are, you know, perfect examples of people who have gone through the experience that you've gone through. So, that is where it's a con for native speakers, that they don't have that experience, and it's a very, very big pro for non-native English speakers. All right. So, what about the cons of non-native English speakers? The only real cons that I ever really hear about from non-native English speakers are that they do make more mistakes, at least by and large. Again, you know, show me the non-native English speaker and I can tell you specifically with that person after I've maybe, you know, hung out with them for months. But there are going to be, you would imagine, non-native speakers of English who teach the language who are more likely to make mistakes in grammar, in pronunciation, because it's their second language. The same way that I would make a load more mistakes in Portuguese than in English, my wife would make a load more mistakes in English than she would Portuguese. But- How big of an issue is this? How important is this? Because I think if you're getting- if you're getting tuition from a teacher, they're not going to be your sole, um, you know, the, the only place from which you're getting English exposure. And so, does it need to be perfect, right? That may- you know, they're making a mistake every hour or two- you know, maybe even every 10 minutes, whatever. I make mistakes. I probably made them in this video. But but a non-native speaker making mistakes whilst teaching you, how really, how big of an issue is that going to be in terms of your learning of English? Even if you were to copy them, because 
ultimately, you're not learning English to be perfect, you're learning English to communicate. And non-native English speakers are people who, you would imagine, can communicate very effectively in English, if they're teaching it, especially too. So, if that is what your goal is, to be able to communicate in English, non-native speakers, you know, mistakes or not, are your perfect role model. They've gone through the process, they do, they communicate with English perfectly, and, you know, you should be modelling yourself on those kinds of people. So, I'm sick of seeing people demonising non-native English speakers all over the, um, you know, English-speaking world. I think that a lot of these people have, you know, something to protect. They're trying to, you know, show off the fact that they're a native English speaker and give themselves more credibility or more value and say, you should be buying from me. You know, they tend to have vested interests, which is, which is what I'm saying. I don't like referring to myself as an English teacher because of this sort of fact. I'm a, I'm a native English speaker, but I have no credentials in terms of teaching English. I also really value non-native English teachers, and a lot of the ones that I've met, that I've interviewed, that I've spent time with, tend to be much, much, much higher quality teachers than many of the native speakers that are English teachers as well. There are plenty of them that are amazing, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of rambling, but that's where I'm sort of at with with this whole argument, and that's why I wanted to sort of come on here and chat about it. Where else can we go with this sort of discussion? Oh, pronunciation. Okay, so pronunciation-wise, this seems to have been a very hot potato recently. There are people who- certain people on YouTube who- I guess one example would be, and I'm not going to give you the person's name, but someone who has- learnt American English to such a high level, the pronunciation of American English too to such a high level, that if I were to meet them without knowing that they were a pronunciation coach or um, non-native English speaker who teaches, I would have no idea. My first assumption would be that they're American, 100%, born and raised. This person is now, uh, strangely enough, against people trying to improve their pronunciation and modelling it upon native speakers the very, very same way that this person did it in the past. At least that's my view of it. And so, I think this has sort of been a knee-jerk reaction out of, you know, the whole equality and equity thing for all groups of people, no matter what. You know, that that no one should really be be discriminated against based on things like race, things like religion, things like pronunciation. But I think this argument falls flat when it forgets the fact that so many people, whether or not you think that they're going to get discriminated against or that they fear being discriminated discriminated against because of their pronunciation, many people, if not the majority of people that I interact with, are worried about their pronunciation and they want to improve their pronunciation. And many of them are trying to immigrate to specific countries like Australia, like America, like Canada, like England, like Great Britain. And as a result, it's very important for them to try to get an accent, to get pronunciation that sounds a great deal more similar to that specific location, that region, that dialect, than just a global form of English because they're planning to immigrate and live and assimilate in that country. 
And I don't feel like we do many favours when, for instance, for the example of this person, she has gone through the process of learning English as a second language, working on her pronunciation and nailing it, and then changing her attitude later on and suggesting that other people aren't capable of that and that they shouldn't be expected to be capable of it despite the fact that she has done exactly that and is benefiting from having done exactly that. So, yeah, I find people sort of like that are very, very hypocritical and it simplifies the entire problem. Let's sort of bring it back. The basic point of this video and this discussion here is what do you want? What do you want when you're learning English? What do you want when you are thinking about your pronunciation? What do you want? You right now watching this, like at the individual level, it, it doesn't really make much sense to think about the population level. It makes much more sense for me to address you, the individual. What do you want from your English? And then whatever direction you want to go as a result of this being your goal, you need to choose the best path going forward, the best resources to use going forward, the best teachers to use going forward. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they're native or non-native speakers. It doesn't matter what accent they have. It doesn't matter what pronunciation they have, broadly speaking, because to put it bluntly, you don't give a shit about the politics, about being politically correct. What you care about is what you care about. Like, I can't tell you that right now. Obviously, everyone wants different things. But you have to sit down and assess and think and decide, what are my goals in English? For example, I am someone who is a businessman. I've just graduated from a university in China and I'm planning on living in China, doing business in China, but doing it with people from America, people from Britain, people people from other countries that don't speak English as a native language, but you whom use English to communicate. Does it make sense for this person to worry about their pronunciation and model it on Australian English? No. It makes a great deal more sense for them to try and get a global version of pronunciation in terms of English, right? So, perhaps it would make more sense for them to go for British English or American English, but ultimately it doesn't really matter because the English that they need at the end of the day is that which can be understood and which they can use to communicate with people from all over the world because that's their goal, right? They are using English as a tool in order to improve their career, their life, everything like that, which is, in this example, a Chinese person living in China, doing business in China, but needing English as a tool to communicate in order to do his or her job. So, in that case, it probably makes more sense to get a non-native English teacher or native English teacher, probably doesn't matter really, but not to model your pronunciation on somewhere like Australia or some obscure dialect of English, wherever else it is. Probably American or British is fine. Probably American. The second example, you're someone from Iran and you are wanting to migrate to, um, we'll just use Australia. Best example I can give you, which I've had. A lot of Iranians are currently migrating to Australia. They tend to have worked their asses off for years at university. Most of them tend to have PhDs, be engineers, be architects. They're highly educated and career driven. They spend years and years saving up money, getting educated, applying for visas, and then they come to Australia. 
And then once they get here, they realise that they have difficulty with the average Australian in terms of communication. What do they need to do in order to overcome this barrier? They can just focus on nailing a global English accent, but ultimately, a lot of them want more than that. They want more than just being able to communicate. They want to be able to fit in. They want to feel like they're a part of society because they're planning on living here for the rest of their lives, raising their children here who will evidently get Australian accents. And so, for these people, clearly it makes a great deal more sense for them to get um, access to, say, a native speaker with an Australian accent or even a non-native speaker who has, you know, a very, very, very good pronunciation of Australian English and use that, you know, single person as their model if, if their goal is to really nail Australian pronunciation. If it's not, obviously, then this argument falls flat. But then in terms of learning things like grammar and, you know, exposure to English, it doesn't matter at all if they're spending most of their time with other non-native English speakers or if they have teachers who are non-native English speakers or even native English speakers. Ultimately, you just want the teacher who's going to be able to help you the best. But if you are having trouble with things like grammar and everything, it may make more sense to go through a non-native English speaker. Anyway, I'm sort of ranting about this. I kind of am trying to discuss these ideas without having planned too much beforehand. So, tell me if I'm completely wrong. The The ultimate point is, I think that there is a role for non-native English teachers, native English teachers, and there is also a role for trying to get an obscure dialect of English, trying to, to mirror that pronunciation. The ultimate takeaway here, the summary is you need to work out what your goals are in terms of your English. How important is it to you to have a certain accent or not? How important is it to you to be at, you know, what level you want to get to? Do you want to be as good as a native speaker in terms of grammar use or proficiency of the language. For many people, that isn't the ultimate goal, right? Probably for the majority, it's not the ultimate goal. However, for many who do come to, say, Australia and are trying to get a job working, you know, and, and nail their career and really just keep climbing that ladder, then both grammar, proficiency, as well as pronunciation are all very important things. So, sort of teeing off here, I'd love to hear from you guys what you think of non-native English speakers versus native English speakers, of learning, say, Australian pronunciation or South African pronunciation versus the more global uh, versions of English pronunciation. Let's talk about it in the comments below. Hopefully, no one bites my head off too much for sort of wanting to discuss this with you guys. But I had a few people asking me about this, and this is sort of my two cents. This is my opinion. Ultimately, Leave all of the politics, all of the political correctness aside, work out what your goals are, and then be ruthless in pursuing those goals for you. No one else matters. Their opinions don't matter. Ultimately, at the end of the day, your English is yours, and you need to do what you need to do in order to achieve your goals. Okay? So, I've said it enough. Your goals. Focus on your goals. I'm Pete. This is Aussie English. It's a pleasure, and I'll chat to you soon. Peace. I'm sorry, I'm 
sorry, my actions they haunt me and I'll never 